Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Phoenix LeFay. Hello. That's it. Just hello. Well, I was thinking when you were counting us in, what if I just randomly started screaming? <laughs> screaming? <laughs> yeah, just like primal scream. <laughs> what would Cleon do if I just like freaked out right now? <laughs> I, I would think maybe you had a uh, spider in your pants. <laughs> in my pants? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Well, that would make you scream. Yeah, it would. You know. Well, hey, uh, here we are again at the Witches Next Door, uh-huh. and um, here we are at uh, the new year. Sure. Just about. Yeah. Near enough. It's our new year episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Happy, happy new year to you. Thanks. What are you excited about for 2021? I mean, at one, it not being 2020. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I Honestly, I've, I've been joking for the last few weeks that I bought a... 2021 calendar like I have a little date date book I don't use my phone as my my date keeping device I use a paper calendar yeah long story as to why that is but that's what I do so for you know most years I buy my 2021 calendar in like September because I'm already looking at January and February and so on and this year I didn't get it until really late (laughs) because I haven't needed to plan anything so I got my calendar as like a, a hopeful magic that there will be things to plan for 2021. Yeah, which is odd, right? Because normally we've been in this, we talked about on our solstice episode, right? We talked about this sort of hibernation period. Right. And so as the new year comes on, we start thinking, oh, at the uh, it, I'll begin teaching classes in January. Mm-hmm. Or at the end of January, there is a beginning of February, there is often an event that we go to in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the last 15 years or more, we've gone to PantheaCon right. uh, in totally February. Well, and, and it won't. But not the, COVID-related, it's just... It's, 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 it's not, it's yeah. Here. But the, um, the, the, the new iteration of it, mm-hmm. uh, Beyond the Veils, would have been launching this year in February. And may yet still, but um, yeah, in a different it's, way. It's interesting because, you know, a year ago at this time, I had a lot of things on my schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was slated to teach at two different witch camps. You and I were supposed to go on a vacation in Scotland. I, we, I had all kinds of speaking engagements. and Yeah, but and book travel. promotions. And, yeah, yeah, book promotions because I, I had a book come out in August and, and I haven't even had to have, I haven't been able to have a party to celebrate that. So... You know, I'm a little nervous about looking ahead because all of those things that were supposed to happen in 2020 have sort of been just rescheduled for 2021. So a lot of those teaching gigs and things like that, I'm assuming I've been rebooked for many of them, but I don't know for sure that they're going to happen. So so this year feels weird because normally I would be looking at the year ahead and, and feeling... You know, there's a way that I look at a calendar. I kind of see it. Um, 
And there's almost like a cycle that I visualize when I get to January and it's like a new beginning. Uh, and there is this kind of ebb and flow of energy that I can see through the year. Like, okay, this month is a chiller month and that then that month is a little more energy I've got to put out and I can kind of see the vibe of where my energy has to be up and down for the year. <clears throat> so I really start kind of tapping into that in January. And uh, this year's just different. I yeah. don't feel... I don't feel prepared to tap into that because I don't trust it. Yeah, yeah. We never, we don't quite know. I mean, we never know what the future is going to bring. And yet there is some commonality to life yeah. that's been dramatically interrupted. Yeah. 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 So um, calendar magic is yeah. a thing that you do. Yeah, it's funny. Calendar magic, that's a, in, in the reclaiming tradition, we often use that phrase, calendar magic, when we need to schedule meetings and things like that. Everyone get out your calendars. Let's do some calendar magic. Yeah, because the, the idea of trying to get 15 people to agree on one day and right. one hour of the day to yes. meet can be... It's a challenge. Yeah, but often it works out well. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, New Year's magic yes. that we personally do. I, I love actually talking about our practices. I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's good to talk about the witchcraft and the magic and the pagandom shit that we do. Yeah. But I also really love talking about, like, our personal traditions, mm -hmm. you know, because we've developed them over, you know, 18 years. And in some cases, you know, individually, we might be doing, we've mm -hmm. done them longer than that. But, Can I say something before we go into that? Uh, okay. Do you have to? Uh, <laughs> I have to just name, before we get into this conversation, that I love New Year's. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. It is the only celebration that the whole world participates in. Wow. And I know that's a slight exaggeration, but it's true. Jehovah Witnesses. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> There's also, I'm sure, other cultures. They have to at least recognize the, the year has changed. Right. right. There yeah. is, you know, there is some recognition that we have, there is a tr major transition that happens. Yeah. And you've, uh, at least me, I feel it all day long. Yeah. Because, you know, by the time it gets to me in California, most of the world has already had their celebration. We're mm -hmm. at the tail end. Yeah. You know, I always think, oh, those Hawaiians are like the last ones that get to celebrate. How cool. You know, so I really like it. Uh, I think it's a, it's a rare thing. It there is. isn't anything else sure. that happens that the whole world is in vibe with. Yeah. So I think it's pretty special. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, New Year's magic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can sort of broaden that out to rituals and things that we do, yeah. uh, maybe spells, spell work, whether it's stuff that we do or just sort of that happens traditionally. You yeah, know? it's funny. I've been asked by a lot of clients and students this year, how do you celebrate New Year's as a witch? Like, what should I be doing? Like, what what can I do for New Year's as a witch? And I, it's interesting because I've not really had people be that interested before, but I'm thinking, you know, for... For this transition, there's not a lot of partying that's possible. People yeah. are staying home, so they want to do something. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, a, it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I think, like, just like immediately what came to my mind, mm -hmm. if somebody asked me that question. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I think one thing that you could do is whether you buy this or whether you make it, uh, get some exfoliating scrub, yeah. you know, um, mm -hmm. 
I always think of, I don't even know if this brand exists anymore, but like the St. Ives. I love that stuff. Anyone alive in 1995 knows about that. Exactly. That's probably when I was using it. But like take whatever your version of that is. It could be salt or a sugar rub. Oh, that was the best. Love that. No. But that, like, just because of what this year has been for many people. Yeah. Like taking something that you exfoliate yeah. yourself from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Yeah. And like, again, depending on your living situation, if you've got a partner or partners that you could do that with, or you could certainly do it solo, but yeah. like really like every crevice and nook it's and cranny. That's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Just, <laughs> but no, just like every crack and wrinkle. No, I mean it. Every crack and wrinkle. Let's, you know, be gentle on gentle areas. But just exfoliate, mm -hmm. but just like slough off 2020, like so much dead skin and then let it go down the drain hole or, you know, wherever it is. Cracks and holes. holes. That's happy new year's cracks and holes. That's pretty much what I've been suggesting to people. Oh, well done me. I mean, not quite so intensely with the cracks and the holes, but to do a major cleanse, to, to take a long bath, to scrub, to... Um, smoke cleanse your house to you know wash the walls and the floors. What's that other word that you use for smoking? Sane. S-A-I-N. It's a it's a Gaelic word and it means the same thing as smudge. Mm, nice. Smudge Excellent. is an English word. It is. But it is a word that is fraught with complications. So. Right, because it's connected to First Nations practices. Yes. Right. So anyway, but to do a full on cleanse, like if it, it, you know the the thirty first, so the first is the death card of the tarot deck. The door is closing. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in Toronto. Clo- the death is, you know, something is coming to an end. What comes next? So first, you got to deal with the death card and close the door. Clean it all up, scrub it up, cleanse, and then look, you know, after midnight, then look at what, what's the next card you want to pull? What's the year ahead? What are your goals? What are you, what are you going to manifest? And then... You know, I, I always like candles. I think we talked about candle magic last time a little bit, but light a candle for that manifestation you want to call in. What, set a new altar. Yeah, set a new intention. You know, we talk about um, secularly your resolutions, but there's a lot to be said about that. What are your intentions? What's your goals? What do you want to manifest? And start working with that energy right away. Yeah. But first, got to say goodbye to the 2020 energy. So... My personal preference Mm -hmm. on uh, December 31st would be to put on my pretty party dress and uh, yuck it up with my folks uh, and, uh, you know, eat, drink, play games. Yeah, my, I'm a bit more adult in what I want to do. I know. Yeah, yeah. But I would love, you know, so if I had my druthers... Suck and blow. Ball. Yeah, there you go. Now you're getting it. But I would <laughs> love to... <laughs> Are you 12? Um, yes. But... Uh, ew, ew. God, 12. I think I was playing those games when I was eight. Gross. I'm a, Gross. I'm a confirmed slut, and I okay. wear that badge happily. Anyway, go on. Sorry, keep interrupting. Yeah, you do. Um, I mean, you are. And they keep going. <laughs> Why do people listen to this show? <laughs> But 
had my, if I had my druthers, mm. I would put on my pretty party dress. Yeah. I would go out and I'd have lots of really good adult fun with a great number of people with good boundaries and consent. Uh-huh. Maybe a few sloppy boundaries around midnight, but you get the idea. You are the queen of sloppy boundaries. I am, it's true. <laughs> I'm just the queen, let's be clear. Um, so, um, and then on the first is when we typically do a lot of um, this New, New Year magic, uh-huh. right? I'm curious, you mentioned the death card and you mentioned closing the door mm. and doing some cleansing. Um, is it appropriate, magically speaking, to not that I you know, really want to clean the house on the 31st, but <laughs> right. g- given this year, yeah. is it appropriate to do all of that cleansing on the last day of the year so that yeah. at midnight going into the new year, you, you yeah. start with a clean yeah, slate. Yeah, so my whole, so I just finished up, I do an intro to witchcraft class. It's a four-week class. And this question came up in this most recent round that I did. Mm. Uh, and so I said, I'll get back to that question. And we ran out of time. So I didn't get back to that question. So what I did is emailed the class. And I said, here is my ritual offering. Maybe I'll write a blog about this. Uh, but I basically was like, all the way up until midnight, burn the old letters, burn the old altar crap that you don't know what it is and don't care about it anymore, or it's time to let it go, clear out all the old ritual junk. Pour the ritual water down the sink yeah. if you don't know what, it, what ritual right. it was from. As, you know, clean your home, cleanse. You know, cleaning and cleansing are two different things, but they go hand in hand. Mm. Um, as it gets closer to midnight, take your ritual bath, do your apricot scrub, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then after midnight, you know, get all of that done by the time you do the countdown. It's totally appropriate because that's that it's closing that door. It's that death card energy of, of tying up the loose ends and starting fresh. You know, I have a recollection. <laughs> Speaking of ritual baths, this has nothing to do and everything to do with what we're talking about. I thought you were going to talk about New Year's Eve of 2019. I have photo evidence of Gwion's New Year's 2019, no. if anyone would like to see no, it. No, we're not going to replay that. Go on. What I was going to say was, <laughs> and I will not mention any names to oh, protect boy. the innocent or the guilty, um, and I believe it was a New Year's party. Uh, um, a, a former coven member's home mm-hmm. where myself and about eight other witches ended up in a hot tub, mm-hmm. you know, naked, crammed into this hot tub, sitting on so top of each other. Yeah, four-person hot tub, yes. and there were at least eight of us in uh-huh. this hot tub. And it was like witch's soup. Yeah, and It was great. <laughs> but wasn't that... That was a New Year's... Yeah, but year's where I was going with that, when you were talking about as you get closer to midnight... Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that's when you want to take off all your clothes yeah. and be like baby New Year, yeah, absolutely. right? And but what it reminded me of was sitting in a hot tub with um, witches in various states of inebriation in a hot tub. So for those of you that are like, witchcraft doesn't know about being naked. Sometimes it is <laughs> with other witches in a hot tub. You know who you are. It was brilliant, but but yes, yeah, so that's totally appropriate. You know. You, you, because this year is so different, mm. you know, I think most years personally, and as I get older, I'm noticing I have a lot less tolerance for the party vibe than I did when I was sure, younger. Sure. 
you know, like I wanted, I would get off work when I worked in the corporate world, I would get off, they would always let us leave at three because I worked at the same corporate job for seven years, right? So they would always let us leave at three and I was starting to smoke weed and drink as soon as I got off work. By weed, uh, Phoenix Mountains. <laughs> it wasn't no, back then. No, no disclaimers, kids. No. So anyway, I wanted to party. Yeah. And that, and I wanted a ton of people at my house. I wanted the crazy vibe and everyone, you know, balls to the walls. And now I'm like, can we just stay home and have a nice dinner? Yeah, play you some know? games. Yeah, but anyway, this year is so different that I think where people may want to go out and party and do the wild thing, there really isn't as much opportunity for that this year. So this is the perfect opportunity to try this on. Yeah. And to do, like, who wants to clean their house on New Year's Eve? Nobody. But it's the perfect time to try it. It's the per Like, if there's one thing I can say about the clusterfuck of 2020, is it is the perfect New Year's Eve to cleanse and have a quiet evening in. You know what I like to do? Like, you're talking about this cleansing thing. Yeah. I, there are different times, I think, throughout the year or different circumstances when you can do this. But this year and New Year specifically... Mm-hmm. Uh, take a broom, you know, whatever house, apartment, tent you live in, whatever it is, no judgment, but grab your, bro- your broom, start at the farthest part of your house mm-hmm. and sweep and sweep and sweep, gather up all of the detritus and the dust and the bad energy, you know, all the stuff that hangs on and just sweep it out the front door mm-hmm. um, and then break the broom and either burn it or or throw it in the recycling, but get rid of that fucking broom and then go buy yourself a new broom. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great way to start a new year, mm-hmm. I think. This year more than any. I don't think we need to do that this year because we just got a new broom because we just moved into a yeah. new home. Yeah. But I'd still be willing to do that. Like there is something really magic about sweeping the house yeah. from one end to the other and then breaking the broom. I think if you broom. need a major energy change, that's smart to do. Yeah. You know, but if you're, if this year, you know, not everyone suffered this year. Some yeah. people had a brilliant, winding, wonderful year. So yeah. if you are, if you're like, well, yeah, 2020 was rough and scary, but it was still pretty good, then you may not want to, yeah, yeah. you know, do that. But that, yeah, if you need a major shift of energy, that's a, a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Totally shift yeah. that. So um, let's talk about that. So you gave the advice to to some of your students, and obviously we've had some similar ideas mm-hmm. about. Uh, oh yeah, but the other part of the ritual was, yeah. you know, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. Take a ritual bath. Then you know, figure out what your goals are for the coming year, but do some divination. Do divination. Yeah, yeah. but after midnight. Yeah, when it is the new year. Right. Yeah. So speaking of which. Um, Every year for the last 27 years, that's strange to say, uh, I've pulled a rune mm-hmm. on New Year's, or I've pulled several, depending on what I was doing, yeah. just to sort of get an idea of, like, like the first rune that I pull, so rune is a, is a Norse and Germanic and whatnot, um, divination system, former alphabet, whatnot, mm-hmm. So I will pull a rune, and whatever rune I pull, it's like, oh, that's going to be the overarching theme of the year. And then I'll often pull three more. Um, I'll put that one back in, so there's a full set of runes to pull Mm -hmm. from. And then I'll pull three more uh, that sort of um, 
you know, I have an idea of like, so there's, here's the theme of the year. And then, um, it's what, uh, what do I need to let go? Mm -hmm. What is current? Like, what do I need to pay attention to now? And what's becoming, you know, what's growing into fruition. That's kind of what I look at, um, as a rune pull. And then I'll, you know, I usually journal that somewhere or write it down on a piece of paper or take a photograph of it and leave it on my phone. Usually forget about it Mm -hmm. because it's New Year's and I have imbibed. And then um, I'll find it a day later, a week later, a month later. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and then I really begin to work with it throughout the year. So that's a practice that I've done really for, I think, I mean, just forever. I've done it for years and years and years something out we've incorporated into our family magic. Uh-huh. You do divination. Um, you have an oracle deck yeah. that you usually honor about the first, right? You, uh, uh, yeah, you do a whole uh, ritual and reading for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I have, um, I don't I was probably 21 or 22 when I got this deck. My friend Kirsten and I went to Milk and Honey how bizarre is I that? Know, and I totally love this deck, and she did too. So we each bought one and gave them to each other. So since then, I do a reading. It's the Goddess Oracle deck, and I just, it's all goddesses. And so each goddess has, you know, obviously the artwork. There's like 60 of them in there. I don't remember. There's like a little poem. There is a little tiny bit about culture and, and story. And then there is a, a ritual that you can do for that goddess. So I'm on the first of every year, and I've been doing this since I got that deck, I pull one for every month of the year ahead. And that the, the idea is that that's the, like you said, the overarching energy of what I need to prepare for or what might be up or what I need to be aware of in that month. And then as we go through the year, you know, I, I keep it in my journal in, in a little list. And then when January is done, I put a little check mark next to January. And we move on to February because Taurus. Um, and then I, I haven't been good about it this year. And I've noticed when I'm a little bit, um, when the, I have a lot of fear, I don't like to do readings for myself. And I've had a lot of fear around this year because of everything going on in the world. So typically, the first of the month, I also do a four-card draw in this same deck. And the, the reading I do comes from the deck, from the book. It's a suggestion, uh, but I love it. It's One card is, um, what is the light? One card is, what is the shadow? One card is, uh, what needs to be experienced? What is the light? What is the shadow? What is the action? And what needs to be experienced? So on the first of every month, I do a four-card draw. So each one of the goddesses in this deck has some like single word attribution. Yeah. So it might be uh, Rhiannon, I think, is doubt, right? Yes. And Caridwyn is potential or something like that, yes, but mm-hmm. transformation. So you look and you say, ah, so no, February. Death is Caridwyn. There you go, birth and, yeah. So you might look at a month and go, oh, okay, so January is going to be about doubt. And February is going to be about betrayal. Yeah. And March is going to be about... Um, changing and april is about transformation like whatever whatever it is so there's these overarching themes that each goddess has so on the first of the month you say okay well this is going to be a month filled with joy or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and then you do okay so what what's the light of this joy 
what's the shadow side of this joy? What's mm-hmm. the action I need to perpetuate this joy? Right. And then what's the, what needs to be, needs to be experienced within yeah. this joy? Yeah. That's a brilliant reading. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I, I'll, I, so I've been reading these cards for 20 years. I know each goddess. I know her story. I know where she comes from. I know all of the stuff, but I still go into the booklet and read it and read the poem and read the description and read the ritual suggestion. And sometimes, not often, but sometimes I will do the ritual if it really feels like something I'm stuck with Mm -hmm. or stuck on or um, have some stuff around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so far we've talked about New Year's practices. We've talked about cleaning, like the actual physical act of cleaning your space, sweeping, dusting, Mm -hmm. whatnot. We've talked about cleansing, which is about re, uh, is about shifting the energy of a place, mm-hmm. right? That's more to do. That's the difference really between cleaning and cleansing. Yeah. Um, we've talked about uh, cutting loose. Mm-hmm. You know, like enjoying the the celebrating the passage of time. Right. Um, we've talked about divination, taking mm-hmm. a look at what may be in store. For a, for a given year, um, what some other rituals and practices we do? Can we talk about our our New Year's ritual that we do every year? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. So there is a point. I think we've talked about this place in the past. Uh, there is a cliffside uh, here in Northern California. So unlike Southern California, California, where you have long white beaches, you know, it's that classic kind of California beach look. Uh, our beaches up here are rocky and craggy and yes. cliffs and, and, uh, and the cold, cold fog and rain. Yeah, um, beautiful, daunting, um, and haunting. But for many years, we've gone to this spot. Uh, it's called the ultimate picnic spot. It's not really called that. Nobody else would know it by that name. Yeah. You can't get to it particularly easily. It's on a bend in a road on a cliff. You have to cross the road. It's a bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, you go up this little deer trail and then you're in a different world yeah. right, when you get to the top of this thing. Every year we go there, we look for deer hoof prints. We found shed antlers. Yeah, last year there's always scat and feathers and yeah, there's like like coyote scat recently. Unless someone's walking a dog. No, it's not. It's there's coyote and there's owl and there's we've seen eagles. There's ravens, uh, not eagles. I'm sorry, uh, hawks. So there's all manner of things up there. Yeah, supposedly someone has seen a mountain lion. I saw a mountain lion up there. Supposedly. (laughs) I did. On this one little cliffside right off the freeway. Well, it was there, I can tell you. So anyway, we go out to this spot every year, on or about the first. Yeah. Rain, shine, wind, doesn't matter. We go out there. Yeah. And what we do... If it's rainy, we're out there less... Much less time, yeah. Um, And we've gone out there and it's been 65 degrees and we've been out there and it's been 30 degrees and hammering down with rain. So, um, But we take a penny from the current year. Minted from the current. Minted from the current year. So we'll take this year, we'll take a 2020 penny. Each one of us has a penny. Yeah. And we go to this particular spot where there's a, an overlook down to a cove. And Phoenix calls that 
pirate cove because yeah. it, it looks like a pirate ship should come into it at any moment. Yeah, no idea. yeah. and we well done, Goonies. <laughs> and we stand on the very edge of this cliff. It's quite precarious. The edge of the world. The edge of the world. Yeah, the edge of the Western world. Yeah, uh, and there we are, and we have this penny, and together we recount the year. We mm-hmm. go through and we say, in January this happened, in February this happened, or in 2020, you know, this shitty, terrible thing happened, or these wonderful things happened. Mm-hmm. We just recount the year to each other. We talk about the the joys and the challenges and the brilliant bits and the shitty bits. And then at the end of our little recitation, again, depending on the weather, this can take two minutes or 20 minutes, we get to the end of our recap of the year and then regardless of whether we thought it was a wonderful year or a terrible year we thank the year that was yeah and then we flip those pennies out into the ocean yeah uh for those of you that are potentially shocked at the environmental impact of us throwing two pennies a year into (laughs) pirate cove please send your letters to phoenix (laughs) Only Phoenix. But we do that every year. And then the second part of the ritual uh, is we go around the cliff a little bit to a bit more of a secluded area. And again, depending on the weather, we get naked. We strip off all of our clothes and we stand naked in the new year and essentially say... Hopefully to feel the warmth of the sun shining upon us. Right. Often, though, it's the whip of the wind and the, you know, sleet. But we stand there and we welcome the new year. And I often um, very loudly and vociferously will will recite um, one of the poems of Taliesin where it's talking about I am. And there's a, a common refrain in these poems where essentially I'm standing with the world exclaiming that I'm here and the world is here and I'm looking forward to this year with, um, with you know, bated breath and anticipation. And there we are, we stand naked. And on a rare occasion, we enjoy the pleasures of the flesh. Yeah. Kids, ask your parents what that means. No, really, ask them. Ask them right now. Nice. Um, now, other years, we are bundled up in all of our warmest clothes because it's pissing down. And one of us will, like, lift up our shirt and just expose a wee bit of our chest or a bit of our okay. hip or lift up a pair of pants and show our sock. Right. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new year. Quick, let's get back to the car. <laughs> let's be real. <clears throat> Normally, Guion's like, we are naked. And I'm like, okay, I showed my belly button. Can we go now? <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how it goes. I'm cold. Can we go now? Can we get French fries on the way home? Here's I showed you my belly button. There you go. And he's already like rolling around in the mud without any clothes on. It's not true. Absolutely true. So we finish this ritual and then we get back into the car. We turn the heater on full belt. Yeah. And then we do, we drive back and there's a couple of little spots on the way where we might stop. Uh, In years past, there was a spot where we would get clam chowder. It's not there anymore. And so we... had a Viking bowl of clam chowder. (laughs) It was a huge, huge bowl, the best clam chowder ever. And if you ate a whole bowl, you got a toothache. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 32 ounces of clam chowder. But so good. So good. And 
but sometimes, like you said, we get French fries or a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever it is. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, there is an ice cream place that's open all year round. So we often get, <laughs> we'll get hot dogs, French fries and ice cream. Um, yeah, we're classy like that. But that is often our New Year's ritual. And then if we haven't done it already by then, we'll come home and that's when we'll do divination or revisit the divination that we did the night before. But we spend often that day um, not with, you know, friends or family. Like that that day is really for us. Yeah, and you know, it's a, it, the New Year's Day has become a big shopping day. And uh, a lot of businesses on the main street in the small town that we're on are either open and having like New Year's sales or they're closed and everyone's there doing inventory because that's something that retail businesses have to do at the beginning of the year is do an inventory. And I I don't do that. We're closed on New Year's Day. There's no inventory happening. We're closed. And I, you know, encourage all of my employees that to enjoy the day to relax to rest to you know have yeah. it's one of the what, only off. only three days of a year that the business is actually closed yeah. it's also though speaking of which it is literally on new year's eve because phoenix and i often work in shop on new year's eve or we go in to close up we do rituals there too right we will thank milk and honey mm-hmm. for the year we tell milk and honey to enjoy the rest because the busy season is is mm-hmm. done. We take the money, any money that's out, you know, that, that's there for the today, that's you know for that year, and, and put it in the bank so mm-hmm. that it's deposited. Um, we re enliven some of the spells and um, enchantments that we have in the shop, mm-hmm. so they're ready for the new year. And some years we've had a cleaning party, not on New yeah. Year's Day, but early in the new year. Yeah. We have, um, you know, folks come on in or it's just Phoenix and I and we'll, we'll scrub the floors. Mm-hmm. We, again, we, we slough off the old year, mm-hmm. successful or not, we slough off the old year and welcome in the new year. Yeah. Um, that's part of the magic. We renew the magic. Yeah. So I love that. So, okay, so we do divination. Mm-hmm. We party. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we um, clean and cleanse. Mm -hmm. We go out and do the the throwing of the penny, saying goodbye to the old year, welcoming the new year ritual. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll sometimes do similar things in the shop to cleanse and to clear. We don't work. We take it as a day of rest. Uh, What else do we do? What other magics do we do for New Year's? I don't know that there's any specific magics. I don't, you know, I know a lot of people start to take down their holiday decorations. Oh, yeah. And I, we don't do that. No. no. I'm not a fan. I think that's way too soon. Um, but there are a lot of superstitions about the beginning of the year. You know, like the first person that visits should be a dark-haired man, and he needs to bring salt and bread. Like that's a, Yeah, see, in England, it's somebody from the north, Yeah. dark hair, yeah. Uh, and they have to bring in... Um, uh, bring they often bring in coal, mm. and that the idea that's a, a gift. It's not like you know you get a lump of coal at Christmas. <laughs> it's like they're they're coming into the house right. with um, warmth right. for the year. That's what you're going to start your new fire with. Yeah. In fact, um, every New Year's Eve party my mum had for years and years and years, yeah. there was always someone at the party that would leave, and it, like, everyone would toast 
midnight and then somebody would sneak out knock on the door mm. and come in with right. some gift yeah there's all kinds of superstitions about that like certain things you cook and eat and da 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 da, da. and um oh shoot what i was about to say just totally oh there's also the superstition that the first 12 days of the year will match the first or the, the 12 months so what you experience on january 1st will be how January goes, what you experience on January 2nd will be how February goes. Mm. And and I've, I've kept track of that for several years, like how the first 12 days went and kind of looked back and compared. <laughs> it's not, I don't know, it's a fun little game, but it's not anything I would give tons of credence to, but it is one of those superstitions, like how the, yeah. the first few days goes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh... In de- terrified right now. <laughs> in, in, in delicately, uh-huh. um, I l- like to uh, have the love making on the first mm. day of the year, mm. if possible. Um, and similarly, I'm like, eh, that was good, or that was great. <laughs> That's <laughs> like how my first uh. experience of the year is is often a measure of how my experiences throughout the year will be. That was awkward. Um, but, uh, you know, so, but similarly, right, I do, I look at those things in the first, yeah. like, how, if I wake up on the first day of the year and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in a bad mood. If the right. first thing you say to me is, hey, shithead, right. <laughs> you know, that I'm like, right, like, oh, crap, that's going to be a shitty year. Yeah, how the beginning of the year goes is yeah. how it can play. I really like getting up if, uh, I sound like a bloody drunk, but, uh, <laughs> and sorry to anyone that's in recovery, we are talking a lot about alcohol today, but um, it, it, when I get up, I love the first thing to do is to like, do something kind, right? So make a cup of, no, like make you a no, cup no, of tea. You were like, I sound like a drunk, and then you were like, I like to be kind. No, I was going <laughs> to say like, if I wake up and I'm not hung over, is what I was going to oh, say. Okay. But when I get up, I like to make a cup of tea or, or um, you know, bring you breakfast in bed or, you know, do something nice. I know, breakfast in bed is always yeah, good. It's been a long time. Oh, well. Yikes. That was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like to do something like that. I like the, I like the first day of the year to go really well because I do use that as a barometer for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I've always done that. Yeah. There are certain, you know, sometimes there's still leftovers from Christmas. And so there is this kind of like Christmas 2.0 that can happen around New Year's and New Year's Day. And, um, you know, like I was saying, there's lots of foods that are kind of traditional to make for good luck and prosperity. Uh, well, like the one that always comes to mind is like Hop and John. Yeah, black beans. Yeah. Or black eyed peas. Black eyed peas yeah. and greens. Yeah. Uh, and it really is about, it's a spell for prosperity, right? So, and it's very common in the South. It originated in the Carolinas, probably. Well, um, that means it originated in Africa. It's no, not... it absolutely originated in Africa. Yeah. But the, the Hop and John, like the, you know, the, the black eyed peas originated in Africa. Yeah. Not the group. Yes, the enslaved peoples that were brought here brought this yes. tradition with yes. them. Yes, and um, both of the, the peas and the greens are about money and, and prosperity and, and abundance. So you make it on the first, you consume it on the first as a 
a way of taking in prosperity for the year. And often you would hide coin in it. And whoever got the coin got like the extra wish or blessing or whatever for the year. So that's, you know, that's the one I always think of. I've seen, weirdly enough, like that's, you know, it's a Southern thing and I am not from the South and neither is my family. Well, my stepdad is, but, um, you know, that wasn't necessarily a tradition growing up. His family didn't do that? His family did. Yeah. Like black eyed peas and greens and, and chitlins and all that stuff was very much a, um, for a New Year's foods. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, not only is it, you know, a spell, not only is it tradition, not only is it superstition and all those things yeah. as well, part of the culture, it's also bloody delicious. Well, yeah, I mean, Southern folks know how to make greens. Like, that's that's their goal right there. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Nothing better. Amazing. Anyway, but, um, but it wasn't something other people talked about, like, as a kid. No one else was, and, mm. and my family didn't call it Hoppin' John. It was, you know, black eyed peas and greens. But... The last few years, I've noticed it's become a thing. Yeah. Like, people are posting their black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. I'm like, how did everyone learn about this all of a sudden? Yeah. You know, now everyone's doing it, where it was very a, very much a Southern a southern superstition or, or magical practice. You know, it's funny. I've, call it. I've seen on the Food Network, yeah. you know, you know, at Thanksgiving, they did 24 hours of nothing but how to make a turkey and at Christmas, you know. And at New Year's, they, there's often... Uh, Hop and Johnny's recipes, yeah. um, whatever they call it, but right. there's that as a practice, yeah. And it's often a lot of the southern cooks that are talking about it, right? So, right. And 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 to be clear, when I say southern, many times I mean African American or African yeah. oh, cooks, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. And but there are you know there there's lots of different kinds of foods and depending mm. on your tradition that you would eat on the first as a spell for prosperity for abundance for wealth and the things that you want to call in for the year yeah 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 so uh Um, if you don't like or don't want um for any reason to to make black eyed peas and greens mm -hmm. which again if you have the ability to i'm not a huge fan of black eyed peas but greens i mean yeah greens with bacon I mean, if they're made right, if they're not made right, then they're terrible. It's just mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but mm. uh, if that's not your thing, what are other foods that you can eat on the first or drink on the first that are connected to, let's say, prosperity and abundance or good health and good luck? So I think of mint tea, peppermint tea. Mm-hmm. Right, you can drink peppermint tea because peppermint is often associated with wealth Mm -hmm. um you can drink uh basil and lemon water Mm -hmm. right same thing right the basil i always think of you know again it's prosperity it's good healthy it infuses really well you can just get a a big jug of water put in a bunch of basil Mm -hmm. um and then the lemons i put those in there one because it tastes good it bounces off of the the, the um, basil flavor really lovely Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of the summer right so it's like this way of looking forward to when i'll be drinking lemonade yeah right so that's what i think of so uh basil water basil water and lemon Mm -hmm. and um peppermint tea yeah you can also make green rice although so there is there's quote-unquote lucky rice money rice green rice if you buy those rices from a store or from like an asian market or something like that they're usually not for eating (laughs) Mm -hmm. so check because they're usually dyed with non-food dye, and it's meant as an offering. It's or to put on, yeah, it's to put on an altar, and it's money rice. 
but you can make money rice yourself. You know, all you need is basil or parsley or whatever to mm -hmm. green your rice up. Um, but if you know, it's a it's a wealth food. Mm -hmm. Just make rice and add some herbs into it, and you've got green rice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Likewise, I suppose if you have had a tumultuous 2020 mm -hmm. and you want to have a calmer 2021, you could also either eat or make uh, sane smokes or um, teas. What's mm -hmm. the word for teas? Tisanes. 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 Herbal tea is a tisane. Yeah, because there's no tea in it. Right. right. Tea is a specific plant. Right. But we call, we Americans call everything hot water and herbs tea, tea right but really unless it's, it's tea, tea. <laughs> it's a tisane right um but you can if if you want your year to be calm mm -hmm. or calmer you could make again uh, sachets teas meals with say lavender or sure. uh, any other herbs that are related to calming chamomile, chamomile yeah yeah, it's again. It's this idea that the first is it's your first. It's it's setting a good impression. It's taking the first step. It's how you know starting the journey as you mean to go on. It's all of those things. You have an opportunity to start your year how you hope it will continue and call in the energy you hope will continue. Yeah, um, doing a little magic to set the pace for what you want to accomplish as the year goes on. Yeah, it's so funny because we've talked about this before, but in witchcraft. We have so many new beginnings. It's actually one of the things I really yeah. love about it, right? So you can say, oh, a winter solstice. We just have winter solstice, right? So this is, the light is returning. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's, it's a new, this is when the new year starts. Some people look at Samhain and say, it's the witch's new year. Mm -hmm. This is when the year starts. Other people go, Beltane, great. It's the summer. Let's start everything over again and mm -hmm. shake off the winter, right? So there's all these different ways that we can restart the year. But as you said earlier, you know, globally, in virtually every culture, even if cultures, other cultures have different ways of counting the years, yeah. it's still globally recognized that January 1st is the beginning of something new, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so um, all those new practices that you can do, do you, um, do you ever start a new journal on the 1st or do you no. keep your journals rolling over? Yeah, I keep my journal until I get to the last page. Yeah, but that is something you could do, right? You yeah, could start a, a new journal for the year. Yeah. yeah. You know who we should ask about that? Thorn Mooney. Because she always writes yeah. with a real pen, many pens. Mm -hmm. And I think she's got thousands of journals. Yeah, so I wonder if Thorn, we'll have to ask her, I wonder if Thorn starts a new journal every year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Curious to find out. But the, again, start as you mean to go on yeah. is kind of the the... The watchword. Yeah, it's another good opportunity. I usually do this on my birthday, but you could easily also do it on the first of the year. Is that like an intention map or a, a dream board? They're called sometimes. You know, where you go through and collect images of things you want to achieve or accomplish or possess. Even like you want to buy a house or get a puppy or whatever, you would clip out all of these things and make a little. Uh, collage of the images and words that you hope to bring into your life for the year it's it's you know this is what new year's resolutions are you know it's uh, instead of it being like i'm gonna lo lose weight i'm gonna work out i'm gonna save money i'm gonna you know instead of it being this like performative thing you know to add to the the board at work that everyone's putting their resolution on you know you can actually 
ritualize that, magicalize it. Which I think, actually, you know, because there is a certain magic that, you know, some number of seven billion people at some point around midnight go, this is year I finally do this, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, resolutions are a form of magic. It's intention setting. And, you know, what is they say? Usually, like, by the 15th of the month, people have been like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not giving up coffee after all, (laughs) right? So... um, Maybe next year. Right. I did three walks. That's it. I'm done. That sounds about me. Right. Uh, You know, um, but I do think when we ritualize something Mm -hmm. and when we return to that ritual, so we've got an altar that we visit every day or every week, when we've got a practice we sit or stand or lie and do. Or you made a dream board and it's hanging up in your mirror when you get ready in the morning. Right. You've got an intention that you've written that you put on the mirror when you brush your teeth, you recite it every day. You know, whatever it is. If you ritualize it, if you create something in a magical space... And then you participate with it, you engage with it every day. The chances of it becoming reality yeah. are, you know, exponentially great heightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the way it works. Yeah, where where your what is that? Where your attention goes, your or where your attention goes, your energy follows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Well, energy you know. flows where your attention goes, energy flows. Ooh, it does. Topic of our next show. <laughs> Maybe. Rhyming? Rhyming. No, yeah, that's it. Rhyming. Although, actually, there's a lot of magical chants, you know, that do rhyme. Yeah, I'm a fan. You're a, a fin? I'm a fan. A fan. Of rhyming. Oh, I see. I'm not going to do it right now because I'm feeling pressure. <laughs> but if you've read any of my books, you'll know that there are rhymes. In the rituals. Are they really? All the time. I mean... <laughs> yeah, some of them are not rhymy, but some of them are. I like a rhyming chant. I think it's a good thing. Selena Fox taught me that. Did she? Yeah, she really likes the chants that rhyme. And she doesn't sing them. She, like, yells them. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Is that going to be a New Year practice for you? You're going to just randomly chant, yell, rhyming chants? <laughs> That's going to be the new thing I incorporate into my introduction to witchcraft class. Everyone must write a four-line rhyme. Magical next, rhyme. And next class, we will all yell it together. <laughs> yell everybody's yeah. rhyme. So yeah. we, we incorporate everybody's magic. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. If you've got a four-line rhyming chant that you want to yell, Phoenix's <laughs> cell phone number is... Oh, God. <laughs> You can go to The Witches Next Door on Facebook and send us a video of you yelling at the top of your lungs. Your rhyming chant. Someday we'll help. We have a website. Someday we'll actually build a website. Yeah. And then you can go to thewitchesnextdoor.com. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Maybe that'll be our New Year's resolution. <laughs> there you go. That's be our magic. Yeah. First post on it will be about hopping johnnies or um, yelling chants. Mm. Excellent. Or... A video of Guion rolling naked in the mud, apparently, on New Year's Day. Yeah, it wasn't the mud, it was just a sidewalk. No, no. Oh, that's I, a different New Year's I meant the ritual. Yeah, there was that one. <laughs> that's the one that I have put evidence <laughs> of that I mentioned earlier. There's no evidence of that. No. <laughs> Actually, I think it's on my Instagram. If you go to my Instagram from 2019, I think you can see like a 
Photo good night, folks. Good night. Good night. <laughs> great, great show. Well done. Excellent. Time to go. Good night, Phoenix. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I have cell phone number is. <laughs> Anywho. Huh. Well, I don't know where to go now with that. Rituals. Are we done? No, close. Oh. We've got a few more minutes. Oh, okay. Like 10. Okay. Hmm. So what have we covered? So things we do uh, around the new year. We do cleansing yep. and cleaning. Yeah. We do divination. Mm-hmm. We eat certain foods, make certain teas that um, embody what we hope the new year to be. We pay attention to, you could say, omens or signs in the first 10 to 12 days of the new year as those um, may be a signal for what we can expect or how we can interact with the year. We create vision boards or maps that uh, maybe lay out what what our aspirations are Mm -hmm. for the year. What else else did we do? That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. And then we have our own personal rituals that we that we do. Mm, That sounds good. You know, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, kick out the stragglers from the New Year's party. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember one New Year's Eve party where uh, the hosts had created a room for divination and I took uh, like an hour-long shift during New Year's. New Year's party. What party was that? That was my birthday. Oh, my God, it was your birthday. It was my 36th Viking-themed birthday. 35th. No, my 35th birthday sucked. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I made up for it by having a really awesome 36th birthday. See, the big milestone birthdays, now we're on a tangent. The big milestone birthdays are always terrible. 30, I bombed the whole day. 35, terrible, I won't go into it. 40 wasn't so great. 42, I was excited about turning 42 this year because 42 is the answer to the life, universe, and everything. 42. Not the worst birthday I've had, but but up there with crap birthdays. Yeah. So anyway, it was my 36th birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't New it Year's. It was an epic party. It was an epic party, though. Big Viking-themed party with mm-hmm. scads of food and divination. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But but not New Year's related. No. So, uh, bollocks that right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. I think fires are also good for the, the eve part of New Year's because... Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I mentioned this already, but, you know, burning the old stuff. You know, the, the, this is often, um, you know, traditionally a summer solstice activity, but whatevs, summer solstice, close to winter solstice is New Year's, right? But having a fire and releasing... If you take classes, if you've been to any public ritual in any way, shape, or form... You end up with ritual tchotchkes, you know, a little bundle here, a little thing there, a little tie and sash. And at some point you kind of look and you're like, where is all this shit from? What, what ritual was this? What did I do with this? And that, it, for me, that's bad spiritual hygiene. Like I'm a, a fan of having good spiritual hygiene. So you got to go through your altars occasionally, your magical cupboards, your boxes of where you keep things. 
and clear some of that out, yeah. especially if you look at it and don't know what it is. Yeah, I think about that. You know, there's this phrase is often used in magic, right, around spellcraft. It's set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you set it, you forget it, and then you look at it and you've forgotten it, yeah. then it's time to get rid of it. Right. Yeah. So it's a, the, the eve part of New Year's Eve is a good time to, to release all of those things so that you step into the next year clear of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unencumbered. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right, Phoenix LeFay. Well, look, um, this will be our last podcast for the year. Yeah. Uh, it's been wonderful so far. I don't know how many episodes we've done now, a dozen or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's been really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, there's been some, you know, tragedy and upheaval this year with uh, friends and family and, you know, all the things that have happened this year with COVID and whatnot. But... Um, I love you very, very much. Oh, thanks. And I love doing this podcast with you. Yeah, it's fun. And I can't wait to do more of them in 2021. <laughs> and uh, perhaps we'll plan them. <laughs> well, you plan them. I do plan them. You just them. don't tell me what the plan is until we get on the show. Just to be clear, folks. I'd just like to say, I think I've represented myself well, though, for not knowing what the hell we were going to talk about. Clearly... I have some experience with this shit. Because I can just BS my way through any topic. Clearly, I'm good at choosing topics I know you have a lot to say about. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) It does work both ways. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much. This has been great. I've loved every one of the podcasts we've done this year, except one. The gratitude (laughs) one of all. Uh, It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway... But thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We will do more podcasts in 2021. We might even have a guest or two next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And if you do have suggestions for stuff you want to hear about, you can go to the Witches Next Door Facebook page. Yeah. And we will have, we will get their website up soon. Yeah. And then you can well, contact us through Sounds like we've got some work to do for 2021. Mm, my list isn't long enough. There you go. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.